The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Oh, welcome to the show, folks. We have Week 14 action here, highlighted by the Chiefs-Bills matchup in the afternoon. But frankly, we have other spots that I think we should be paying close attention to because I I do believe that's probably what's going to determine this slate from a fantasy perspective. Uh, And also uh, a couple of spots where I do think we can take some shots on some underdogs here from a betting perspective. So let's get right into it. We'll bring my dad on a bit later. Uh, but uh, I want to talk about the DFS slate because, uh, for starters, I think there's a lot of concentration going on in terms of said matchup between the Bills and the Chiefs. But a couple of things that are going under the radar that I think have to be acknowledged is Justin Jefferson is back, and he's only 8,500. I mean... To be honest, most slates, Justin Jefferson's easily clearing 9K. And again, you've got Justin Jefferson against the bad Raiders defense. Uh, You know, Raiders defense is not good in the secondary. This is a prime spot for Justin Jefferson because his ownership is projected to be less than 10%. I'm still struggling to believe that it's going to be under 10%, but... Anytime you can get someone that caliber that can completely take over a slate, you have to put a little bit more priority on that. So it doesn't take much to get overweight on someone like Justin Jefferson if you're uh, mass multi-entering with his ownership being that low. But uh, definitely something uh, we have to consider at 8,500 in a wide receiver spot because uh, definitely... uh, more than enough upside for him to clear 30-plus points today uh, just from a fantasy perspective. So that's the first thing. The second piece is, more than likely, Geno Smith is going to be out for Seattle. So complete favors matchup for the 49ers, and that means a lot of Christian McCaffrey getting fed by the 49ers. So uh, we'll talk about how to approach that game, but... uh, Yeah, just two spots uh, with returning news and injury news that I thought were kind of going under the radar. I mean, Geno Smith, if he doesn't play for Seattle uh, with the groin injury, Drew Locke, yeah, he can make one or two throws consistently over the course of a game. Not a chance against that 49ers team. Like That's going to be a relatively smooth cover for the 49ers, but they're going to feed... they're going to feed uh, Christian McCaffrey, and 
it does not shock me if he gets over 150 total yards on offense today between running and catching the ball. And if he gets into uh, the end zone, I mean, we're off to the races, and he's 9,200. So, uh, yeah, plenty of studs that you can get to, and we'll talk about just the thought process of uh, getting uh, getting things aligned from a salary perspective. From the quarterback position, there were three guys that I would be looking to uh, kind of focus on this week. One being Jake Browning of the Bengals versus uh, the Colts. Colts secondary plays very soft zone. Uh, plenty of opportunities for Jamar Chase. I mean, you look at the receiving core. You have T. Higgins back healthy. You have Tyler Boyd still. More than enough options there to pair with Browning. I think you have to at least give consideration there. Obviously, the priority I would have is on Jamar Chase for the main lineup. But uh, certainly, you can mix and match uh, different uh, pass uh, combinations with Browning. And he's 5200 I mean, he's dirt cheap. This pricing was done before the Monday Night Football game against Jacksonville. So, they... Basically, kind of had this as Browning can't do anything. Obviously, we saw that there is a pulse to that Bengals offense with Browning. So, um, it is what it is. But uh, uh, that's a uh, way to go. The second person I'm having up here, Justin Fields of the Bears against the Lions. He's 6,800, but the rushing upside alone is going to get him uh, into the teens uh, from a scoring perspective. And then it just kind of comes down to the passing touchdowns, can he get uh, the connection going with DJ Moore and Cole Komet? Because I think they both have, those. both of those players have plus matchups against the Lions secondary. They don't match up well with Cole Komet's speed, and DJ Moore can outrun basically every DB on the Lions. Um, the Lions just have speed issues on defense. We saw it get exposed against the Packers. Uh, the Bears were able to take advantage of it when they played in Detroit. Uh, even though this game's at Soldier Field and the field's not great, it's still a team speed issue for the Lions defense matching up against some of these squads. Um, so I look at this as a uh, plus matchup for the Bears offensively. So um, definitely going to be on fields. And then third... Brock Purdy of the 49ers against the Seattle defense. Uh, 6,500, but again, Seattle catch <clears throat> defending the pass. They are terrible at uh, tackling. Uh, they're basically, from a, a, a metric standpoint, Seattle is, no matter how you slice it from a tackling perspective, bottom five in the league. So, what do the 49ers do better than anyone else? Screens and catch and run. So between McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, someone is going to have a massive game yards after catch, and it's probably going to be multiple receivers. So Purdy is going to be the beneficiary of that. You you can probably pencil in Purdy for 18 points comfortably. The question becomes, can he get higher than that? Because you're not getting the rushing upside of some of these other QBs like, you know, a Lamar Jackson. I think, uh, you know, but the issue is, Lamar, you're going to have to pay all the way up for it. 
a game like Lamar's, uh, you need the back and forth. While I do think the Rams keep it close, um, I'm not as sold on Lamar having the monster rushing game that would get the uh, uh, make it worthwhile they even consider him. Uh, so I'm probably off of Lamar today from a QB perspective. But I do like the Rams uh, from a betting side of, uh, of the house of that uh you guys can understand. I, I think do, I do think the Rams are able to run the ball against the Ravens today, and so I do like Kyron Williams um, in the running back spot. Other guys I'm targeting, obviously I mentioned McCaffrey, uh, Rashad White of uh, Tampa Bay. He's 6,800. I think he gets some decent run, and Javante Williams at 5,800 is intriguing against the Chargers because the Chargers' run defense is atrocious and. Frankly, I, I think they're ready to pack it in on Brandon Staley and get him out of there. So uh, I like Javante Williams uh, quite a bit. Guys that I know will be in my player pool, but I'm not as excited about. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the Chiefs. He's 4,200. Uh, no Pacheco for the Chiefs today, which is a big loss for them. Are they going to run? Yes. Are they going to run? As efficiently with CEH? Absolutely not. Uh, he'll score. I just don't know if he has any ceiling uh, to his game. Yes, he could get into the end zone multiple times. I understand that. Um, if the Chiefs game plan around him with certain plays that will make it easier for him to get in the end zone, I, I think they would just rather run those plays with McKinnon instead of uh, CEH. That's why I have some concerns about CEH. And McKinnon, you need it to be a very specific game situation where the Chiefs are trailing from behind and they're trying to play catch-up uh, with the passing game. So um, not as enamored with the Chiefs' run game. Um, I know other folks are also looking at Zach Moss against Cincy. I would much rather have Michael Pittman uh, on the Colts' side in that Cincy matchup. Uh, Moss is 5,900. Yes, he's going to get work, but I do think the short passing game favors uh, Minshew connecting with Pittman versus Minshew doing dump balls to Zach Moss. I think they're going to get the ball more vertical down the field, uh, which benefits uh, Pittman uh, more than Moss, obviously. And so kind of where I landed on this, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, kind of go through this quickly, I brought up... Uh, it, Justin Jefferson, he's just too cheap. It, like, there's just, it's too cheap with Justin Jefferson being 8,500. I do love Jamar Chase at 7,600. Uh, there's a little bit too much focus going on with Stefan Diggs at 8,800. I, I, again, I see Jefferson, I see Chase, I see Pittman at 7,300. You have so many options you can kind of go to that you do not need to spend up for. Stephon Diggs against the Chiefs. Yes, uh, Allen's going to look for him, but no, I, I don't see the ceiling that other people do. I would much rather play a Gabe Davis or a Shakir on the Bills side for far less money because I do think they have just as high uh, explosive uh, play upside as Diggs in that passing attack. Uh, given how the Bills usually want to attack the Chiefs down the seam, um, you're you're paying that uh, 
uh, Allen just feeds Diggs at the price tag. Um, but given the other options that the Bills have, I, I, I'm just not as big of a fan on Diggs uh, this week. So, uh, tight end, I mentioned Cole Komet. I mentioned Kittle. The other guy, I would probably... I had him here earlier in the week, but I, I'm probably sliding off a bit is Isaiah Likely. Just given the fact that uh, you just don't have a ton of... Uh, conviction with uh, the Baltimore passing attack if Lamar is going to feature likely. Um, You would think one of these weeks he will, but it's not a guarantee. And at 3,500, you kind of need a little bit more consistency. I'll have one or two shares of likely, but not going to make him a priority, unfortunately. I, I just need to see more. And then on defense, obviously we have... Uh, Zach Wilson back under center for the Jets, but the Texans are f- uh, 4K. It's just really hard to justify any price tag for a defense over 3500 Um So the Niners at 3700 are out as well. Um, the Saints at 3900 against the Panthers is intriguing just because of we've seen Bryce Young have a penchant for throwing pick sixes. That could pay it off. Um the Browns against the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, um, it's doubtful that he plays, but there's reports saying that he could play. If he plays, that means the high ankle sprain injury was nonsense because there's no way in less than six days he's recovering from a high ankle sprain um, to be cleared to play. Uh, I, I I would be throwing a red flag on... Uh, the uh, the injury reporting from the Jaguars if Trevor Lawrence plays today. So I'll be very shocked if Lawrence plays today. So I do like uh, the Browns' defense at 3K. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's going to do it for the fantasy outlook. We're going to get into the betting side. So I'm uh, going to take a quick break, bring my dad on, and we'll go through the picks uh, relatively quickly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, stick around, folks. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sighs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> Smell the difference? 
When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, Callie, we're going to jump into these lines right now. So without much further ado, let's get right down to it. Oh, uh, we got Atlanta, two and a half point favorites at home against Tampa. Yeah, I'm not getting caught with that again. I'll take Atlanta with the points, yeah. Okay, you, you, you're going to take Atlanta to cover at home. I'm running away from Baker. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> All right, Baltimore, seven and a half point favorites at home against the Rams. That's a lot. The Rams are playing pretty good. Seven and a half? Yeah. That's a big number. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like Baltimore. Oh, you know, I, you know I, but with the Andrews injury, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, seven and a half. Nah, I'll, I might like Baltimore for the game, but seven and a half, no. No, no, I, 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 I'll take the Rams and the points. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I can't, I can't take that with Baltimore because Baltimore could blow them out by 12 and then they could lose by five. I, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm no, I can't, that, that, that's too risky for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. The trap spot of the week, in my opinion. Detroit, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Chicago. I'll take Detroit. I'll take Detroit under three-and-a-half. Uh, uh, yeah, Chicago should be playing a little better, but three-and-a-half, it's not that much. You know, it, it, uh, it, no, to me, this is all about Jared Goff. If Jared yeah. Goff like, yeah. is on point playing on the road, then Detroit's right at the ship. Yeah. I'm not yeah. convinced that they've right the ship just yet. To me well, this I'm, this I'm this feels this feels like a doubt. trap. <laughs> yeah, I've given them the benefit of the doubt. Alright. Well this one this one flipped because of Monday night. Uh for most pools this opened up with uh Cincinnati as the underdog at home. So that's the line we have. But the current line is Cincinnati favored by two and a half. I wouldn't necessarily be gung ho betting the Bengals as a favorite, but as a dog, I gotta take the Bengals as a dog. How about you? Who, who, who are they playing? They're playing the uh, the Colts. Oh yeah, I, I, I'll take I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, like the, I mean, it's because of what happened Monday night. Once they saw that the uh, Browning could throw the ball, this line like completely shifted. So. Um, it, it went in the complete opposite direction. All right, Jacksonville. We still don't know the Trevor Lawrence situation uh, with the ankle. It, it doesn't seem like he's going to play. Uh, so to me, like this line could still shift. Jacksonville still showing his favorite against Cleveland, but it's it's a three and a half line. I'm taking the Cleveland side because, frankly. You don't even know what you're going to get out of Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. All right. 
New Orleans, five and a half point favorites against Carolina. At home. Uh, so uh, New Orleans at home, too. Uh, reluctantly, I'm taking New Orleans. What? What? Uh, like uh, Derek Carr against the uh, 1 and 11 Panthers. What could go wrong? The only reason I'm taking it is because of the Panthers are so horrible. I, I, I don't even think the Panthers could could, could beat Alabama. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Houston, six and a half point favorites on the road against Zach Wilson returning for the Jets. I'll take Houston, uh, and the less said about that is the better. <laughs> I'll take Houston. I don't want to discuss the Jets. <laughs> Alright, uh, Minnesota, two and a half point favorites on the road at Las Vegas. Justin Jefferson is back, though. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Minnesota. Not, not that, you know, thing, but it's only because Jefferson's back and it should make it much easier for Dobbs. Yeah. Because I, I, none of those receivers could separate at all in those games. It was only five-yard passes. Yeah. yeah. All right. No Geno Smith today for Seattle. San Fran, 11.5-point favorites at home against the Seahawks. San Fran. And it might be 12. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You know, I, think, I think Seattle is ready to call it a day. Yeah, that that groin injury for Geno might might be the end of the season for them because, uh, uh, I like six and six. It's like NFC's getting pretty stout. So, <clears throat> all right, uh, the late window Chargers three and a half point favorites at home against the Broncos. Chargers three and a half. <laughs> The, the, the way the Chargers playing out three and a half points is a lot of points. <laughs> it's a lot of points. The Chargers looked. Look, I think the Chargers are ready for the offseason. You know, I think they're ready to move on. I mean, yeah. th- they barely beat New England. I mean, yeah. if you could only score six points against New England, uh, I mean, you can't be, be people considering you, you know, against. You know, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I'll, I'll take the Broncos with the points. All right, Kansas City in the main matchup of the week, three and a half point favorites at home against Buffalo. You know, a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't say this. These are two question mark teams. Eh? Yeah, yeah. In a way, that you don't know who's going to show up, but I think. Buffalo is more desperate than Kansas City. And, you know, away from home where they, they don't have the jittery of the fans on their back. Uh, I, I, I I like Buffalo. Right. I, I, they, they, because those receivers got to start catching the ball to actually convince me that they actually could catch passes. And I think the more people look at them, I think the worst is going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday night football, Philly, three and a half point underdogs to Dallas at home. So Dallas at home, three and a half point favorites against Philly. I think this is Eagles all day. Uh, you're giving me the you're giving me Philly and the points. Well, 
the the thing the the I I was thinking Dallas at home they should prove something, but I think that spanking that that Philly got the other night is gonna make them really really mean. And I I I I, I think they win this game. Yeah, no. they gotta get back and prove to people that you know we played with everybody last year and we're the same team. Yeah, to me, like, Hurts got a little banged up again, which is what we were talking about last week, why you should have rested against San Fran. But the fact that they got... But the the fact that they got spanked, to me, I think that gives them the motivation against Dallas. I think think this is a get-right spot. So I I agree with you. Like, I I like the Philly side. Let me give you a joke. If that game... With San Fran had gone down to a bruising, and you know, San Fran won that game twenty-one to seventeen. I would have picked Dallas this week because Philly would have been worn out. But I think by the end of the third quarter last week, Philly was kind of resting. They already knew it was over, and even though they was on the field playing, I don't think they was trying as hard. You know. And I think they they was kind of we gonna make this up next week. Yeah. So to me, yeah, I I felt that that was kind of a, a wake up call for them. So, uh, but yeah, doubleheader tomorrow night for Monday Night Football. We've got Miami hosting Tennessee, thirteen and a half point line for the Dolphins. Who's the Dolphins facing again? The Titans. 13 and a half points? Yeah. It's a lot. But let me, uh, at home? Yep, uh, the Dolphins at home. Uh, look, let me put it this way. The reason I'm taking the Dolphins with the points is that they, if the Dolphins ain't making up that point, they're probably going to lose the game. But if the Dolphins start scoring, they're never going to stop. And that Tennessee team, I think, is ready to go. So, even though it's a lot of points, I'll take the Dolphins with the points at home. Because once they start, they just romp. Yeah. You know. And the Giants were kind enough to spare my birthday uh, by delaying this game an extra day. So, we've got the Giants... Hosting Green Bay, the Giants six and a half point underdogs at home. You know, you know it hurts me to pick against the Giants, but um, uh, it's another DeVito day. Well, they're they're saying they want to they want to test that keep keep it going with DeVito. All right, so let's go. Like Tyrod technically can play, but they're saying uh, they they, they kind of want the veto. Uh, well, look, the logic I understand because you might need the veto to be the backup next year, and they already know what Tyrod have, and Tyrod only have a one year contract. Ty- Tyrod's gone next year, so it's either if you're gonna make the decision to keep Tyrod, you already know what you have. It ain't like Tyrod got a day got to prove anything. You know, Tyrod's been in the league for years. You know what he can do. He may be in it. I understand that logic. That one, I can't question him for. You better have seen if DeVito is a backup 
or, or not. We know he's not a starting quarterback, but, you know, yeah. you think we could get lucky and get a buck for it? What am you, 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 you not answer it? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, if people, people keep questioning DeVito, and all he does is uh, kind of prove what people keep saying about him. But he's Mr. Relevant. He's not Mr. Irrelevant. He's Mr. Relevant. <laughs> oh my God! I tell you, this this would be so funny if it wasn't serious, you know. But yeah, I'll I'll take the Packers. I I I I think the Packers roll over the Giants, you know. You know, unless the conditions are terrible, and and even if it is, the Packers can run the ball better than. Um, you know. Uh, oh, normally I die. I, I, I just I just saw that there. Yeah, no that that ca- that came out yesterday. Yeah. Oh, normally, huh? Oh, he gave he gave us he left us with a lot though. He can laugh from now till whatever. He left us with a lot. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but but Kelly, the one thing you got to know, you know, the Giants may be counted out. But Tommy DeVito not only has a sandwich named after him, he's got a beer named after him now, too. Hey, let's go, Tommy. Tommy oh, Cutlet's man. beer. Let's uh, see, Tommy. Tommy, don't turn into Danny today. <laughs> uh, look, let me tell you something. Right now, the Giants... It's an Italian Pilsner. How can you I go wrong? I don't know if I want to watch because... What am I watching at? We can't get a good draft pick because we've won too many games already. And we 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 can't get into the playoffs. I, I, we I got another year of Daniel Jones is what we got. There you go. You know, you know, that's the only that's the only thing that brings me even more down now. Is when you realize that Daniel Jones is gonna come back next year, you know, and and you're gonna have people making the case that if Daniel Jones was there, this might have happened or that might have happened. Even though we got our tails kicked when he played, I think I think we actually lost games worse when he was there than when he wasn't there. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I think he was he was more the problem than the solution. If, if people really look at. And also, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but that's, that's, that, those are my picks. Yeah. All right, Kelly. I'll, I'll catch you a bit later. Okay. All right. I'll call you when, uh, when I'm almost there. All right. Let it. Right. So there you have it, folks. I mean, I think it's an interesting week. Uh, we're differing on the Lions Bears game. I think the Bears, uh, are covering that one and have a chance to actually pull off the upset because I'm having my doubts about Jared Goff uh, as we are heading into the closing stretch of the season. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of negative regression in general. Um, So that should be an interesting matchup. Baltimore, we'll see if uh, the Ravens can play a clean game. I think the... I think the Rams give them some trouble, uh, truth be told. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very much interested in these games. 
and we'll see with uh, Kansas City and the Bills. Uh, again, the Bills back against the walls, but I don't think it turns into the explosion fest that folks are expecting. Maybe, maybe it gets there, but I, you know, I'm having a little trouble seeing the the back and forth uh, shootout that folks want to see out of these two teams. And it's because of some of the limitations that I'm seeing across the board with Allen's turnover issues and also Mahomes having turnover issues because he doesn't trust his receiver core. <clears throat> Nor should he, by the way. So, anyway, uh, we're going to get on out of here. Best of luck, everyone, today, and uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets.